Welcome, listeners, to our David Fincher series review on Seven. Detective William Somerset is looking for a way out. You're retiring. Six more days and you're all the way gone. So how long have you lived here? Too long. Detective David Mills is looking for a way in. We'll be spending every waking hour together from now until the time I leave. I'll show you who your friends and enemies are. Look, I'm going to come inside five years. Not here. Now, they're caught in a game. No fingerprints and no witnesses of any kind. Nope. About the only thing we know about that guy right now is he's totally insane. Where the price of sin is death. So 7, released in 1995, written by Andrew Kevin Walker and directed by the man himself, David Fincher. The very man himself. Yeah, we wouldn't be speaking about this film if it wasn't directed by him, would we? It's about two detectives, a rookie and a veteran, who hunt down a serial killer who uses the seven deadly sins as his motives. Starring Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman, Gwyneth Paltrow, Kevin Spacey, Ali Ermey, and John C. McGinley. Now, Ali Ermey. I would not have remembered, despite the countless times I have watched this film, if you'd said name as many Ali Ermey films as you could, I would not have said this film. It's because this is so against his typecast. I mean, it's not that against his typecast. He's not exactly I mean, playing a romantic is lead. Against- I mean, he's still in a position of authority. Every other movie, he's just this y- loud, yelling drill sergeant. In every everything I've seen him in besides this, he's just yelling and screaming. Yeah, but I mean, he's still the boss. He's still the authority figure. No, this this one, he is like stoic and laid back. He never raises his voice in this film. That's not this true. This is very different. To that him. is not true. When does he raise his voice? This isn't even my desk. That's yeah. That, that's his yelly voice, is it? I didn't say it was his yelly voice. You said raise <laughs> his voice. And I'm saying he raised his voice. I don't think he did. Which is exactly what I'm doing now because you're irritating me. You're yelling, Corporal Dean. Is that my yelly voice? (laughs) Your yelly voice. Music by Howard Shaw. We've spoken about him several times. He has won three Academy Awards for the Lord of the Rings trilogy. He's also got three other films in the top 250, one we've done already, Silence of the Lambs, as well as The Departed and Spotlight. And he went on to do two other Fincher films that we've done, Panic Room and The Game. Very busy man. Cinematography by Darius Konji, who has been nominated once before for Evita, and he also did Panic Room. (laughs) Have you seen Evita? I have not. This has got to be like one of the least appealing films for me to ever watch. I just remember Madonna's on the front, like, singing. Yes. Don't cry for me, Argentina. The Ah. truth is, I never loved you or left you. And you could be saying random words now and I'd have to believe you. Do you know the song? I know the, f- the first line, yes. Do you know the tune? Like, does that song sound familiar? It does. Didn't know it was from that film, though. Okay. So, after this film had wrapped up, they realized they needed to do some more exterior shots and pick up uh, shots for the movie, but Darius Konji had moved on to Stealing Beauty. So, they actually got camera operator, Jeff... I did it, oh, I did it again. Every time I say this guy's name, I say Jeff with a T-H and Cron and Weff with an F. Ah. It is Jeff, Cron and Weff. I never noticed. Sure, come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's bullshit. <laughs> Uh, Stealing Beauty. Do you know that film at all? Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler. Yep. And That's it. I want to say, is Emily Blunt in that as well? No idea. No idea. Again, I just know that the the DVD or the video cover of just her there. And it's like white. Yeah. And Liv Tyler's on the cover. That's what I said. She's got long hair. So back to Jeff Cronenworth. He and Harris Savides, they took up about two weeks of additional photography. They ended up shooting the entire end sequence again in the remote desert area. These two names, Cronenworth, 
went on to be the cinematographer for Fight Club, The Social Network, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, and Gone Girl. And Harry Savides went on to do Zodiac, The Game, as well as another film we've done, Milk. So Fincher favourites, eh? Absolutely. So at one point, Jeremiah S. Chichik was attached to direct this. Now, you may or may not know this name. He directed National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation and the 1998 The Avengers, which he got nominated for a Razzie. Now, The Avengers film, just to be clear, that's not the Marvel Avengers, is it? No, the 1998 version with Ralph Fiennes and Uma Thurman. Yeah, but they're not playing superheroes, are they? Mm, I don't think that. I think they're more like spies. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I think we dodged a bullet there with this guy not coming on to, the, to direct this film. All right, let's look at some casting choices here, Dean. Al Pacino was considered for Detective Somerset, but he decided to do City Hall instead. Firstly, whoops. Secondly, would they still include references to Serpico, do you think? Hmm, Sutna Ponder. They'd have to wink at the screen. I don't really think this is that kind of film, the look at the camera and wink. (laughs) I don't think they would have included it, honestly. If they got Serpico in, they can't do a Serpico reference. Nah. Let's see, who do we have for the role of Mills here? Denzel Washington was attached when Al Pacino was attached. Think, think of young Denzel Washington. Yeah, I'm, I'm not trying. Like training I'm, day Denzel I'm Washington. I'm thinking like uh, glory Denzel Washington. Yeah. Uh, he, just, he turned it down because he thought it was too dark and evil. He obviously later regretted turning down that role. Sylvester Stallone was also in contention of uh, Detective Mills. What do you think of uh, Sylvester Stallone as Detective David Mills? He'd make a better was captain. It, was it the box? Was it the box? <laughs> Oh, how long have you been looking forward to doing that impersonation? <laughs> I, I wasn't going to do it. I just thought of it then. Oh, bullshit. He saw that trivia and was like, oh, I've got this. <laughs> uh, who else for Somerset here? We had Robert Duvall and Gene Hackman turned down the role. Uh, Gene Hackman turned it down because of the too many night shoots, apparently. He's a bit of a uh, prima donna, isn't he? Gene Hackman has a lot of uh, rules and guidelines for him starring in films. Which is odd for someone who's not really an A-lister. I mean, I think he was an A-lister back in the day, in the, like in the 70s, 80s, and even the 90s. He was still a massive name. Yeah. Christina Applegate turned down the role of Tracy. Okay. Was this one of Gwyneth's uh, first like main roles? I think this is, yeah, one of the, the key ones she did. David Fincher was impressed with her work on the movie Flesh and Bone from 1993. She was his first choice for the role, but Paltrow was actually not interested in the film, so Fincher actually got her then-boyfriend, Brad Pitt, to convince her to meet with Fincher to star in the film. Then-boyfriend, eh? Yes, they were dating uh, as this film was uh, getting filmed. Ah, that explains the chemistry. Am I right? You are, you are correct. I don't know if you're trying to pull a little uh, pun or start a little joke after this, but no, you are correct in this one. No, no pulling over here, Hendo. For a change. Ali Ermi actually auditioned for the role of John Doe, and after the part was given to Kevin Spacey, he was offered the role of the police captain. What do you think of Ali Ermi as the John Doe? I yeah, don't think that fits. stupid. Nah, not at all. Yeah. What about directors here? We also we already mentioned Jeremiah S. Chechnik. Guillermo del Toro turned down the chance to direct this because, get this, as a romantic, he didn't subscribe to the script's dark view on the world. This is the guy that did Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, but Pan's Labyrinth is like a fantasy version of the world. I mean, you got a guy crushing a guy's face in with a bottle. <laughs> yeah, it's got a lot of negativity, but it's also looking at the the more positive aspects of life or how to turn those negatives into positives. All right, uh, you, can, you can have that one. David Cronenberg was offered a chance to direct this, but he turned it down as well. Have you seen any David Cronenberg films? Is he the History of Violence guy? Yes. Oh, maybe. Have you seen The Fly? Yes. Yeah, there you go. There's one. So there was some big controversy around the ending of this film, which uh, you know I'm going to get to in a bit later on here as well. 
But the original script had this ending that we see in the film. And the producers and you know, the, the studios, they wanted an ending that involved more traditional elements of a, of a detective thriller film with more action-oriented elements. But when they actually sent the script to David Fincher, they accidentally sent him the original screenplay with you know the finale that we see. Hmm. And Fincher looked at it and he thought, this is great. I want, to be, I want to do this film. And when he got the part, they said to him, oh, we actually wanted to do this script. And he's like, no. This is what we're doing, and he had a lot of arguments and a lot of fighting with the studios to the point where Brad Pitt even said, "If you're gonna, if you're gonna, you know, do the ending that we don't want, I'm out." And then Morgan Freeman agreed, and in the end, they all caved and said, "Right, this is how we're gonna do it." Nice. It is surprising considering Fincher is a nobody at this point. Like he's lucky to be getting another shot here after Aliens Three. Well, he had done a lot of. I know. I know. It doesn't seem like uh, no music ads videos, and music videos, music videos, and the advertising company that he had was pretty big. Like he made some pretty high quality and well-known music videos and ads. And that's why they got him. They said, you, you've got a good idea, like a good taste, a good view of how we could go with this film. But this was released on the 15th of September in 1995 with a runtime of 127 minutes with a tagline of seven deadly sins, seven ways to die. Not great. There was a secondary one here. Let he who is without sin try to survive. That's even worse. Yeah. I think, that makes I think the it first sound like okay. it's a, like a saw film. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Budget of $33 million and worldwide grossed $327 million. Wow, that's huge. It is massive. Wow, considering like the year being 95, like that is a huge number for 95. Considering Mm -hmm. the budget's low and I imagine a lot of that budget would be going to like Brad Pitt. Was he 95? He would have been, what what would he have just done? 12 Monkeys? He got nominated for that, didn't he? No, no, no. He went and filmed 12 Monkeys after he'd wrapped this up. Oh, I think okay. he, he I did see some trivia that he was talking about Legends of the Fall. Okay. I mean, was Morgan Freeman? Oh, he'd already done Shawshank, which admittedly was mm-hmm. a flop, wasn't it? Yeah, I'd say it was. Yeah, I think it was a flop. He'd done Glory, Driving Miss Daisy. He was in a, you know, best picture. It's not like they're pulling in, you know, $10 million salaries, these guys, are they? Well, I saw that Brad Pitt, I think he made, I think it was five or five or seven million that he got for this film. I mean, that, that's a big chunk of the 33 budget, isn't it? It is. But this got one Academy Award nomination that year. It was nominated for Best Film Editing, which it lost to Apollo 13. Okay. All right, let's look at some scores here, Dean. What do you reckon? The Rotten Tomatoes critics or the audience? Give me critics. No, 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 no. Critics had it at 82 and audience have it at 95. Oh, wow. That was way off. Metacritic, always the definition of the word critic here, gives it a 65. (laughs) Fuck me. Letterboxd have it at 4.3. That's better. But let's take a look at the history of seven in the IMDb Top 250 list. This debuted onto the very first list on the 26th of April in 1996, where it came in at its highest ever ranking at number 18. And then for the next three years, it dropped to its lowest point, which was 130. And then since 1999, all the way to 2020, it has gradually gone all the way back up to number 20 with an 8.6 over 1.4 million ratings. Did you say number 20 it's at? Yes. Wow, I had no idea it was that high. Well, we can tick another top 20 off our list, can't we now, Dean? We've done a lot of the top 20 already. We have. Not all of them, though. No. All right, Dean, this is the final film in our David Fincher film series. Let's see if we think it's the best of the film series. Let's do it. 
Thank you very much, listeners, for checking out this patron preview. Yeah, if you want to check out the whole episode, we've got everything over on at patreon.com slash themoviejourney. And we've got over 70 bonus episodes over there, including film series such as the Die Hard series, X-Men series, Mission Impossible series. We've also gone through some notable film directors such as Wes Anderson, Edgar Wright, and Quentin Tarantino. That's right. There's also tons of benefits over there, early access to our main show, patron-only polls that we put out on the regular. Exactly. You can also shape the show the way you want it to be by telling us what films you would like us to break down. And Dean said it's spot on patreon.com slash the movie journey. Go ahead and head over there and check out all the rewards and benefits we have to offer. And we thank you once again for checking us out. Thanks, y'all. 